Welcome to the Heart of Healing, the Healer's Choice, the Pandemic Episodes. I am your host, Tom Fold. In these episodes, we will meet loving, talented people who, while coping with their own pandemic stress, are offering others understanding, compassion, love, and ways to relax and heal, even under the weight of current conditions. Listen with an open heart to those who, in this time of crisis, are offering their hearts and talents to all of us. And I'm so happy today to have as our guest, Mike Deutsch, who is better known as Coach Mike. And Mike, Coach Mike has, is the founder and operator of something called Hands-On Hoops. Welcome, Coach Mike. Tom, thanks so much. It's so great to be here. I'm very happy to have you. And I certainly want you to help me with this show's purpose, which is to offer good news to people, good things they can do and they can learn about. So in that regard, Let's start off by telling me what is Hands-On Hoops? Yeah, uh, Tom, Hands-On Hoops is a kid's basketball and transferable skills program for ages 2 through 17. So we, we have kids that are learning critical, critical transferable skills that have been lost since the pandemic uh, or during the pandemic, such as being a great teammate, sharing the basketball, um, building a positive attitude, listening to instructions and applying them, learning through having fun, and core basketball skills on adjustable baskets. That's wonderful. Now, when you do a session now, obviously, because we are now in the pandemic and you're doing it on Zoom, I assume. Is that correct? You're doing on Zoom? Zoom? No, no. We have been we have been in person for uh, fourteen months. The last fourteen months during the pandemic. Really, that's amazing. How, how have you done that in terms of the issues of the pandemic? Everyone everyone wearing masks, or what's what's going on? Well, we we uh, allowed parents to create their own private groups. Oh, so, okay. So parents would actually take the pods that their kids were in for school and they would transfer that to an activity such as hands-on hoops, kids basketball and transferable skills. Right, well that makes sense. So it's sense. worked out very well. And, and, and that gives the kids an opportunity to interrelate which is what they're missing also when, when not having school. That's right. And you can't, you can't imagine the conversations I've had with parents uh, over the last 14 months and, you know, the, how, how desperate they were and are for their kids to communicate with other kids and feel safe, feel like they're in a safe environment because that's what Hands-On Hoops is about, creating a safe environment so parents can be happy and kids can be more active and kids have been more engaged with other kids and making new friends which had stopped because they're all working on Zoom. Right, well, that's wonderful. This is good news. And how many would you say are usually in a group when you have the pod? How many are they usually? Well, we have up to uh, seven instructors with one, uh, with one uh, teacher, one instructor, and then up to uh, 10 or 11 kids with two instructors. And usually they're, they're around the same age group, I imagine? 
uh, well, we put two and three-year-olds in the same class, uh, four, five, and six-year-olds in the class. And then, uh, but it all depends, though, because a parent could come, come to us and say, hey, hey I have my four-year-old and all of his buddies from his, uh, his preschool, and everyone wants to be in a class together. So now you have all, all four-year-olds. So now where do you do these? Where do you have a studio? Uh, we do it. So we, we, we do it all, all throughout the city. And interestingly enough, uh, uh, last summer we were in uh, Forest Hills. Right. So, so uh, we, we did a lot in Forest Hills because, again, the parents, they, they see our social media. They see the hands-on hoops, uh, you know, feel. And, and, you know, it's a warm feeling. It's a feeling of, hey, my child's going to be progressing and learning critical skills that you can't really get unless you're in a program like ours. So uh, we ended up in Forest Hills. We we're in three parks, three playgrounds in Forest Hills. And we have multiple instructors. So we had instructors going out to you know, three parks in Forest Hills. At the same time, they could have been working at the same, at different parks in Forest Hills. And what happened in the winter? Because you could, I couldn't go out in the winter, obviously. In the winter? Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, I just want to say we're all over New York City. We're not just in Forest Hills. Right. We're in uh, the Upper West Side. We're in uh, the Upper East Side. We're, we're uh, Madison Park, the Lower East Side, Long Island City, uh, Brooklyn, Astoria, all over the city. Um, and you know what? It was a really unique winter because parents did not care about the weather. They were willing to be out there in snow and 20 degree weather. Wow, and that's amazing. We had instructors out there who could meet their needs. And where do you find these instructors? This is, this is fascinating. Where, where do the instructors come from? Yeah, so the instructors, uh, they, they actually, you know, for example, I just, I just had an instructor today, uh, an amazing 21-year-old, a 20, 21-year-old kid, and he was introduced uh, to us uh, because of another instructor who, who does some stuff for us, you know, she, she works for us, she introduced him, they go to school together, so a lot of it happens from introductions from current instructors. Um, it also happens through uh, Facebook. Facebook has a partnership with Indeed. Right. And Indeed is a job finder organization. Right, yes. uh, aware of and Indeed, yes. I have got some amazing, amazing uh, instructors uh, through Indeed. Are these instructors so Either athletes great. themselves or coaches of any kind? Or are they mostly athletes, young athletes? Uh, you know, it's, it's funny uh, because some are and some are not. So, for example, uh, I, we were referred to, uh, to, to uh, a guy and, and he's very athletic. Uh, he's played basketball, um, you know, I mean, really, you just have to be better than a two-year-old in some cases, or a three-year-old, four-year-old. I, I mean, might, I might be able to do that. For yeah, Tom, there's a spot for you. There, there <laughs> definitely is a spot for you, Tom. 
<laughs> and so he was at uh, uh, a guy, uh, we call him Elf. Elf was uh, the instructor for a class. Uh, he was assisting me. And Elf was challenged. He was challenged uh, to a race by one of the parents. One of the, one of the parents saw how much of an athlete he is and said, hey, let, let's race. So it's the kids, the other instructors who were there, and the other parents that were there. All, it was almost like the schoolyard where everybody was saying, come on, let's go. Come on, let's go, Elf. Come on, let's go, you know, to the dad. Sounds like West Side <laughs> Story. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so we get some really athletic uh, people that come our way. And, you know, uh, if they have a little energy to them and they, they're not the greatest athletes, I mean, everything is in the energy and the enthusiasm. And that is the most important thing. Um, and then they can be coached. And of course, they have to be coachable. And we have a training program where instructors will assist for a period of time and they will lead as well for a period of time. And then they transition into being a leader of a class. Right. Very sensible. Now, let, let, me, let me ask you something because I'm hard to understand or see how this might work, but I'm sure you can tell me. Let's take a class where there are two, three, and four-year-olds or that, the youngest kind of class. What happens in that class? Sure. Um, so what happens in that class, and, and once again, uh, I have to give you a third-party story. That's fine. Those are often because, the best. Yeah, yeah. So... You know, I, there was a parent, uh, we were, we were hands-on hoops was at Kids at Work. Kids at Work is a kid's uh, a play, uh, play uh, organization. Right. And we were doing, we, we actually did some, some in-house uh, programs for them. And there was a mom who came, she came to me actually right after the class. She said, you know. I thought, I thought my kid was going to shoot the basketball a little bit and, you know, and, and, and that would be it. He wouldn't get really, he wouldn't get much out of it. He would just have maybe have a little fun and that would be it. But she said, I learned so much from hands-on hoops. Um, the, the transferable skills that kids are getting from it will we'll set, uh, we'll set up hurdles. Um, we have the cones. Um, we have games for the kids. Um, we, we have uh, the circles on the floor that the kids love. They're different colors. Um, you know, kids are, are literally taking the ball and sharing it with the other kids. So by the end of the uh, semester, kids are so used to sharing the basketball that that becomes second nature. And we play these games where we have circles and Every, everybody sharing the ball and the ball keeps going faster around the circle faster. We put more basketballs in the circle they, and it's faster and faster and the kids are giggling and having a really good time. And uh, so, so yeah, so that, that's, uh, you know, an example. Plus they're dribbling the basketball. That's coordination. What's that? That's coordination. That's right. We're, we're building up the eye hand coordination. So kids have, they learn five fingers out, put your hand out, 
bend your knees. And then they, they, we bounce the ball. They use the top of their fingertips to dribble the basketball because that's how they control the ball. So kids at a young age of two and three are learning this and we're working together with them. And when the ball gets away from them, we have magic words for the class. And the magic words, which every kid learns is, I can do it. That's wonderful. I think I would like to have been in, in a class when I was much younger, because getting onto the, the playground at a certain age and having to do something I've never done before, like basketball, you didn't know what the heck you were doing. It was only when you got older and got to a team, you maybe got some, some instruction, but never that young. This is wonderful. Yeah, it, right. It, it's interesting. And, you know, I think back to uh, when I was in school, there were always uh, there were always really great athletes. And they, they would try out for a sport like basketball. And I always found that the kids that had more coaching and had more skill were able to actually make the team. But the really great athletes didn't really shine as much because they were great athletes without the skill. Right, right. Now, when you go beyond the youngest class, what kind of lessons are, are you teaching? I don't know, let's say 10 and 12 year olds. Yeah, uh, 10 and 12 year olds, they have their own needs. Right. So their needs are, are you know, the, the um, inspiration. You know, uh, a lot of kids are low on self-esteem. Uh, parents will come to me and say, my, my uh, child is left behind, you know, feels left behind. My child doesn't want to play with his friends when he goes to, a, let's say, a bar mitzvah. Right. You know, he's, he's scared or he, he, he just doesn't or at a birthday party. You know, can you help my child out? And that's what we do is we set up a program that's tailored for uh, the actual group of kids. And I just had a, a group of, uh, of seven, eight-year-olds, uh, seven slash eight-year-old girls. And the girls all knew each other from school. And they were just, they were, you know, yapping with each other the whole class. Bah, 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 bah. So I designed... A program for them that kept them moving, you know, made it fast um, so that we can get everybody focused. You know, we were working on layups. La layup is the most important shot on the court. Every kid, doesn't matter if you're 10, 11, 12, 14, you, every kid, even a five-year-old needs to know to get the knees up high, ball to the nose, you're a foot away from the basket and shoot the basketball against the backboard. That is the most important shot on the court. You, you, you're producing some very good basketball players, I imagine. Who's a good, am I a good basketball player? No, I said you're producing good basketball well, players. Well, yeah, I, I feel like we're producing uh, good kids. Good kids and and girl. What I like also is you've got females, boys and girls, and it's an equal opportunity class you're doing. Oh, absolutely. Uh, that is a really great part of this. Uh, you know uh, that that everybody can play together, girls and boys. Uh, more so when the you know they're two and three and four, um, as opposed to as they're getting older and they're nine and ten and 
I have found that a lot of times girls are looking at boys and saying, well, you know, they're stronger than us. They're this, they're that. Maybe I'm not as good as the boys. You know, their awareness level is, is high. And, you know, I, I found that with the older uh, girls. But overall, though, uh, listen, uh, the, the most I, I find uh, the girls are, are really more skilled than uh, the boys on some level. Uh, the boys are more athletic and more, they're bulls. They just like a bull in a china shop. They, uh, you know, they rough house a little bit more. They don't, they don't necessarily uh, rely on skill. They just get physical. Right. They don't have the finesse. They don't have the finesse that girls might have. That's right. That's right. Uh, uh, the finesse definitely uh, happens over time. Uh, as the repetitions kick in, for uh, boys and for kids in general, um, once their commitment level gets a little bit greater, uh, they build up their finesse. Do you ever have games, actual like game, one pot against another in terms of a, an actual basketball game? And that's a great point. Um, you know, uh, the games that we have are games that are transitioning uh, kids into team right like for example um we play a game you know i i don't necessarily do pod to pod although it's a great idea um i have 10 year old boys on the upper east side and the 10 year olds are playing each other in um in a three on three and the instructor is the neutral person so if they want to they can always pass the ball to the instructor but these 10-year-olds are just learning to cut to the basket. Cut means to run to the basket. So if they pass to the instructor, they have to immediately run right to the basket with their hands up, you know, giving a really good target so they can get the ball back. Good, good skills. Good skills you're teaching. So building up good skills and playing games that have a meaning behind them as opposed to just letting kids go out there and play. Right. What about things like ru rules and how yeah. to obey the rules and what happens when you don't, like fouls and things like that? That's right. Uh, you know, and it's interesting. Uh, when you talk about a foul, uh, there are fouls that are, we explain to young kids that are two, three, and four. We explain to them what a foul is. Because a lot of times they're pushing, they're hitting, they're kicking because the two-year-old doesn't fully know, you know, what, what it all means. You know, when, when a two-year-old pushes or hits, they, a lot of them are just playing around. But when it's explained to them that in basketball, when you hit, when you push, when you kick, it's called a foul. And that means that you have to go and sit down. You get a timeout. It's that it's the version of a timeout. Exactly. That relates to basketball. Right. And it's always explaining things. Never just, hey, that's bad. Or, and, or hey, go sit down. Or, it's always explaining why. It's critical to working with toddlers. And, and it's critical to everyone, actually. But specifically to a toddler. 
Well, I, I hear you on the toddler. That's wonderful. I'm hearing about the toddlers. But I'm also thinking about in basketball, as in any sport, they, the participants sometimes get pretty upset when there's a foul or something called against them. How do you work with older kids about dealing with the refs and stuff? Um, it's just really a simple thing, actually. So it's actually a simple thing because it's explaining to kids that um, a couple of things. One is when you, when you complain to a referee, you're already getting a bad reputation with the, with the referee. So that means that there might be times when you actually are fouled that the referee might be annoyed with you and your reputation might be uh, one of a complainer and the referee might overlook it. So he might have a bias. So that's one thing. Uh, number two is when you're complaining to, to the referee while the game's still going on, it's not good for your teammates because your teammates are still playing the game and you're letting your teammates down because you're complaining to a referee. Right. Well, and that's a big point. Teammates is a very big point. I imagine what you're teaching is teamwork and how to be a team, how to be a, a good teammate. Yeah, that's right. And everything, 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 everything comes back to team. Everything. You're, if you ever heard Michael Jordan, Jordan talk, he always talked about we. The greatest player in the world always talked about my teammates. We. It was never I. Right. Never Larry Bird. Another great, great basketball player in the days, always talking about we. I imagine those are good ideas that you can, good words you can pass along to the students, because I imagine there are some kids who go, who are you know, somewhat better with their ability and might wonder, why do I pass the ball to somebody else when I can take the best shot? Yeah, you know, it's a good point. You're right. Uh, and the way I explain what a team is, and that's explained to kids in every class. Um, the meaning of a team, we work together, we help each other, and we share the basketball right there. And it's always explained uh, because of how important it is. And it's also explained to two, three, and four, and five-year-olds, hey, never leave your team. <clears throat> always stay with your team. Nothing good happens when kids are on the periphery of the circle. Nothing good happens when kids feel like they're, they're, they're part of something. Only happiness and only success can happen. That's great. That's great. So how long has this been happening? How long have you been running this program? So, you know, Hands on Hoops has been around now for... Uh, 11 years. And you, you, you started it? So I started because uh, a friend of mine, he knew that, uh, you know, I, I, I love basketball and I was working uh, in corporate America. And he knew uh, that I was always the one that was coaching teams uh, during the summer. You know, my mentality was to be a coach whenever, if I played in a pickup game, I'm always trying, always trying to tell uh, 
people, where, where, where you go, where, where do you stand to set a screen? You know, uh, uh, you know, letting them know little details of the game. So my friend said to me, Hey, why don't you, why don't you coach uh, my, my nephews? And I said, great. You know, it, it was so much fun. Um, um, I, I was able to do what my uh, passion was, is, and I coached them. And then they told their friends, the dad told their friends and it just kept parlaying and kept going and, and, uh, excitement and happiness was, uh, you know, I just, I sensed that this was it. This was everything. And, and just had been, uh, working really hard to, uh, to expand, to build the amount of instructors, to uh, get in front of large audiences, do whatever it takes to help 10 million kids. That's the goal for Hands On Hoops. Help 10 million kids nationally and internationally with their uh, basketball and transferable skills. That's quite wonderful. And it was particularly amazing in the time of the pandemic. I imagine, I know it's transferable outside of a pandemic. It's still a great idea. But what these kids have not been having for this last year plus is just what you're teaching them now. And they're, and the, and they're able to be together. That's a wonderful thing that you're offering. Thank you. Yeah, it was so nice. Uh, I just, I can't say enough about how lucky I feel that Hands on Hoops uh, was the conduit to to kids engaging to parents uh, uh feeling happier um to parents feeling less stressful uh we were the conduit virtually uh we had a a virtual program during the pandemic we have a virtual program where we're coaching kids in in florida in long island in the hamptons uh through zoom right on their basketball court, showing kids that are five years and above the same basketball and transferable skills. That's excellent, excellent. And um, before we get out of time here, because this is going by pretty quickly, if somebody who's listening to this podcast is interested in learning more, maybe forming a pod of their own or talking to you about how to do that, What's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Is it an email? Sure. Or uh, the best way to get in touch is handsonhoopsnyc at gmail.com. They can go to handsonhoops.com. They can check us out on Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn, as well as uh, 347-858-6506. Then you can get talk to the coach. What? What's that? Then you can talk to the coach. That's right. Let's go. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. What is your vision for the future? You've built a wonderful organization, but looking ahead, there's going to be a time when hopefully this whole pandemic has passed us. What is your vision? Because you're already doing it almost as though there isn't a pandemic with kids working even in the winter. But what is your future hopes for your organization and for the kids? Yeah, uh, the future hopes are... Well, first, uh, 10 million kids, helping them with their uh, basketball and transferable skills. Um, 50 instructors within five years. Um, what else? Uh, to, to, act to have a presence in New Jersey, 
as well. Uh, um, by the end of this year, we're going to have a location in, uh, in Jersey. Uh, and, um, you know, just solid, well-trained instructors to help kids in critical areas of their life. This is wonderful. And I, I, I must say, it doesn't sound like you're trying to train the next Larry Bird, but you're trying to train citizens. I think that's what I hear. Communities need, you know, community, communities need good people. Families need to stay together and need, you know, uh, you know, again, again, good people and families, you know, kids need a good dad and a good mom. So, so if it all starts with these transferable skills, what better way could there be to help a family, to help a community, uh, to help a society? Yes. And I wonder, have you noticed that some of the parents are learning some of these skills in terms of you know, <laughs> fairness and such? So, Tom, uh, I had a lady who uh, she had me working with uh, her child. And then she said to me, hey, can you give me some lessons? Because my child, is, he's, he's, he's talking a lot to me. He's telling me how good he is. She wanted to be better than her child. <laughs> So I, so I helped her take layouts, helped her with core skills and, and she loved it. And yeah, but, uh, but you're right though, uh, about parents. Uh, there are some parents that really want to learn and, uh, I'll, I'll help them, uh, on the side as well. Well, yeah. And I think it's more about, you know, the, tr the, the sharing. I mean, that big thing of sharing that kids have so much trouble with. And parents, you know, who have not been taught that as kids might have trouble as a, adults to share. And you're teaching us right. all how to share. That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah, it's a really important uh, uh, basketball skill. Um, resiliency is very important as well. And that's why we have the magic words, uh, I can do it. And the words of the greatest basketball coach of all time. Um, is oh boy the greatest coach of all time for UCLA you know um, I'm, I'm thinking of his name John Wooden of course it's John Wooden <laughs> <laughs> I only say it every single class um, we teach kids and parents about the greatest coach and John Wooden always said always give it your best and try your hardest and that's all you can do, win or lose. That's so that's, simple. That's what four, four and five-year-olds are repeating that and coming back to class saying those words. Well, that's excellent. I think that's that's the end. A wonderful sign-off for us all here on this great podcast that you have have given us lovely information, good, strong teaching for kids and for adults. Coach Mike, thank you so much. You're a great Tom, fellow. Thanks to so have. much. Appreciate it. You take good care now. You too.